Hey, this is Ryan Marshall. Thank you for tuning back in to Coffee with the Missionary. This week we have a special guest in the office slash studio here. Uh, we're going to be talking to Paul David today. Uh, but before we do, just kick back, relax, go grab yourself a cup of coffee, and we'll dive right into this. So we had a great week here in Papua New Guinea. My family went to Shimbu this week. We worshiped at Bungalingu Church. Uh, just a quick story about how God kind of works things out for us and, and just how, how things folded together here. Uh, we, Whenever I go to churches here in Papua New Guinea, I normally don't announce that I'm coming unless it's a big event where I'm invited. Uh, otherwise, I just kind of pop in on them. But we went to Bungalingu Church on Sunday and our assistant superintendent was there and he was going to be preaching that day but he said he was up till like four o'clock in the morning and god didn't give him anything to preach funny thing is though we got to the provincial line where jawaka and shimbu meet up and god started to deal with me about a message topic and that topic was applying the blood so we talked a little bit about you know the passover and talked about jesus being the lamb and how he came to die for our sins and and how that you know takes us out of bondage and it makes it to where we can live in freedom so the nothing like the blood of the lamb you know jesus shed that blood so that we could you know find him so that we could be saved so we can make it to heaven one day and i'm just blessed and honored to know his name know who he is know that he is the one true living god uh, there's nothing like it nothing like getting a, a revelation uh, if you guys check out my website I updated it a little bit today uh, so you can see some of my good reads on there that way you can keep track of with what I'm reading this year I'm gonna try to try to break some goals I, I have a goal I didn't set it on Goodreads because it's a it's a personal goal for me and I just want to want to make sure that I can do that but uh, I'm hoping to do that I'm on book number two for the year so far obviously the first one that I read was uh, the road to PNG I'm gonna just make that an annual read I think uh, you know just a, a reminder of, of things and then uh, I started a, a new one today that the title escapes me right now but it'll be on my Goodreads so you can check that out but today we have Paul David in the in the office here with me and we're going to be talking a little bit about Papua New Guinea in a different light. We want to we want to hear a little bit about what Paul's gone through in his life, a little bit about how God's used him. Uh, God's used him in a mighty way. I, I've seen this young man grow. Uh, you know, we, we came here in 2019, and I've seen leaps and bounds in his spiritual walk, just in him as, as a whole, as a person. So today we're going to talk to him a little bit because I feel like media and society kind of puts a a pretty bad tarnish on Papua New Guinea you know they're like oh it's not it's so dangerous it's so bad it's you never want to go there but it's it's a beautiful country uh, the people are great we love them uh, but before we get started talking to Paul I just gotta gotta let all my listeners hear one thing he is rocking a Trump 2020 t-shirt right now so I, I'm going to get a photo of him before he leaves, and that's going to be this 
Uh, I'm going to put that on the blog. I'm going to put that on the podcast notes. Make sure that people can see him rocking this Trump 2020 shirt. So even in Papua New Guinea, we know. Isn't that right, brother? Yes. Yeah, we know. We know. So I thought it was great. He came over here and he, he had that shirt. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. So, Paul, won't you introduce yourself? Just let them know your name and a little bit about you. Uh, thank you. My name is Paul. And I'm from Southern Islands. I'm 25 years old. I live at Take with my missionary. Yep. Ryan myself. <laughs> we love Paul. Uh, he he's the one. If you're if you're friends with Sister Marshall on social media, uh, Paul is the one. He's standing in front of his house, and she also put a snippet of him preaching on not too long ago. Uh, but we're we're going to talk about a little bit of of what Paul's gone through, and then we're going to talk about. Like, like I said, the preaching part, you know, how, how God has used you over the years. Um, so could you tell us a little bit, I, I know you had a pretty rough childhood. I, I know your coming up wasn't, wasn't ideal. Uh, but could, could you, it helped you though. I mean, it, it helped, you know, we, had, we always look at things like, man, it was rough. It was hard. But everything we go through in life, the cool thing is, that's what makes us who we are today, right? Yes. Um, so you're 25 years old, and you've been here on the property since 2020, yeah? Yes. So you came when brother and sister Barnett was still here. Yep. And you you were staying back in the house, man. Yes. And uh, we we had this little tool shed up here by by the gen set. And, well, it's not really little. It's about the size of my office, really. And uh, we was able to kind of kind of make that into a little home for you. Uh, that that's pretty cool. Yes. So when when you was when you was younger, back in your youth, say, uh, it, we'll just start say around five years old. Um, what are what are some things that have helped make you into into where you are today? You said you was from the Southern Highlands, yeah. Yes. So where exactly at in the Southern Highlands? Cagua. Uh, Cagua. Yeah. Okay. It's my place. But my mom and dad came to again and uh, do some job in again. But not a really good job. They're picking the coffee. Okay. And we live at the plantation. Okay. We live in the plantation. So when we at the plantation, it's life is like it's not good. And I was like, it's really miserable life. Yeah. But I thank God that He brought me out of this life. And I will see the Lord is using me, and He do the good things in my life. Yeah, so I can see the light, and I can see the good things because Lord is great. Amen. So now I'm happy that uh, Lord is bringing me so far, and I came and stayed in this kind of life through God. Okay. Without God, I will never face this kind of life. But I thank God, He gave me this time and this kind of life I'm living. Exactly. So you was born in Kagua. Yes, I'm born in Kagua. That is five hours from here about, probably? Yes, uh, not five, but maybe seven, eight hours. Seven or eight hours? Yeah. PNG hours or American hours? PNG hours. Okay, so that's like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we have a joke here, PNG time, right? Because, yeah, you know, PNG time is, uh, you know, it, it takes longer to get everywhere and it takes shorter to, to show up on time for things. So, so seven or eight hours to Kagua. Uh, that that's down around Pangea, yeah. Yes. Close to. Close to Pangea. Okay. 
And, and if if you guys that are listening, you know that there may be a little bit of pigeon English in here. Paul's English is very very good. You know we don't have any any communication errors, but some things are easier to understand whenever we hear them in our native tongue. So if, if you hear me say something that that you may kind of understand but not really it, it's okay we'll, we'll get an english answer and if we don't get an english answer i will turn them talk huh? I'll, yes I'll translate that for you so uh you said that you know when, when you was about five years old mom and dad came up here and they was working at a coffee plantation yes w- was that here was that in the western highlands or jawaka uh jawaka jawaka okay well, um whenever they moved to the coffee plantation did did the coffee plantation they make you work too or just your mom and dad or just my mom and dad just your mom and dad yeah okay and then about how old was you when when you left the coffee plantation and i i know you've been around you know you've been a few places so about how old was you the first time that you you ventured out on your own or or was given to another family when i was like 10 years old and then my mom and dad give it to the pastor made you mom and dad Okay. So I live with them, and then I was like 13 or 14 years old, I go to church. Uh-huh. And I mean, Pastor Philip is my first pastor. Philip Opa? Philip, uh, Philip Kaupa. Oh, Philip Kaupa, okay. Philip Kaupa. So this is my first pastor. When I left Mabi, like I was 16 years old, and I left Mabi, uh-huh. he came to commands. There's another church, I came and stayed with uh, Pastor Charlie. Okay. And when I stay with the Pastor Charlie and Guman Church, there's a big fight down there. So we leave the church and we came here. Okay. And then I be so brick. I allowed me to stay here. Yeah. So I stay with my pastor. It was uh, like maybe seven, eight years I stay with Pastor Charlie. Now we go to Red Corner Church and we pastoring the Red Corner Penal Church. Okay. So you you moved in with Pastor Matthew's family at about ten years old. Yes. And then you was there for four years, roughly. Um, uh, yeah, maybe five years, I think. Five years. And you, you learned a little bit about music. Yes, when I stayed at Moppy Church, I learned the music. Okay, so you learned that at Moppy Church. Yep. Okay, good, good. And then, uh, you know, I've seen you come a pretty long way with music. Uh, you, you know, you started out, you was doing a little here and a little there. And then you know, before you know it, you was you was playing. You you actually played at our last national conference, huh? Yes, yes. What were the qualifications in order for you to be able to play at national conference? Uh, like when I was first time I came to the church, and I like I stayed like a couple of years, like two three years, and I pray and I told I told my God, I said one day I'm gonna play music. Yeah. So that's my desire and my hungry to play music. And I said, I'm gonna play bass guitar. Yeah. So maybe seven, eight years time later, I play bass guitar. Okay. So my dream is come true because of God. That's right. He helped me right. to play bass guitar. So that's my dream is come to pass. That's awesome. So now, currently, right now, I'm a national musician of Assemblies of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the local church musician. Well, the Bible says, you know, if your ways are pleasing to the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart, you know. Um, so you was able to play at national conference with with Ezekiel. You know, yes. You, you sang, you play, you know, all of these things. Um, but you know w- what we need to realize is, you know, you when, when you was five years old, you moved to a plantation where life was just 
not very good. Yes. Uh, and then at 10 years old, your parents gave you to another family uh, for that family to take care of you. So once that family started taking care of you, uh, you know, everything changes, right? Yes. Because you're going from one family to another, you know, sure. you're, you're going here and there and everywhere else. Um, so when you, when you started coming to the church, you know, what, what kind of changes did you have to make going from, from your family, you know, uh, your, your mom and dad to, to go into, to, to Matthew's mom and dad? What, what were some of the transitional things that, that you had to go through to, to make that happen? Uh, it's like when my mom and dad leave me with my pastor media mom and dad. So I stay with the pastor media. The pastor media normally go to church. Yeah. So he bring me to church. Okay. So at that time I start to start my life with Jesus. Yeah. So it's like, it's really good to be in the church. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so. I agree, bro. It's like, my mom and dad, they want to go go to my place. Yeah. So I said, I will never go with you, my, my parents, as they want to stay with the Pastor Matthew mom and Pastor Matthew. So they released me. Okay. And I stay with the Pastor Matthew mom and dad. Okay. So they went back down to Cagua. Yes. And uh, you, you stayed here because you wanted to go to the church. Yes. So one of the big changes was you went from a family that didn't go to church so much to someone that was going every Sunday, right? And, yes. and he was able to, to start start learning, you know, the truth. And About what age would you say you were when you was baptized in Jesus' name? I was like 15 years and I was baptized. 15 years yeah. and he was baptized? Yeah. So at 15, you was baptized. So it looks like big things in your life happened in five, huh? Because, yes. you know, five years old, you moved from Kagawa to Jawaka. And then five years after that, you move from your family to Matthew's family. And then five years after that, you're baptized in Jesus' name. So um, after you was baptized in Jesus' name, you, you didn't receive the Holy Ghost right away, did you? Yes. Yes. I don't receive the Holy Ghost right away. Yeah, it took you a little while, huh? Yeah, it's taken me a long time. <laughs> but th does it matter how long it takes? Th does it really matter how long it takes to yes. get the Holy Ghost? I know God is really... It's, I know that God is... That's right. That's right. You know, some people come up out of the water speaking in tongues. Some people are speaking in tongues before they get in the water. Yes. What matters is that we get filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, the Bible says when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, right? Nicodemus said, how can we be born again? You know, like he kind of smarted off and said, how can we be born again? And Jesus said, you must be born of the water and of the spirit. Otherwise, you can't see the kingdom of God. So what matters is we're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we're filled with the Holy Ghost. So even though it took a little more time, hallelujah anyhow, brother. Amen. You got the Holy Ghost. Yes, praise the Lord. And uh, I, I know that we was a little worried about, about you getting the Holy Ghost. Yes. Um, so you, you went to, a, after you went to Gooman's church with, with Pastor Charlie, you, you know, our, our listeners don't really understand what it's like here, okay? Um, we, we say a tribal fight, you know, in, in America you automatically start thinking like cowboys and Indians kind of stuff, you know. Can, can you explain to me, I mean, it's bad. It, it's bad. Um, so I, I'm going to kind of explain a little, and, and then we're going to hear from you how, how dangerous it was for you guys to have church. 
but in Gumans right now, still, they, they signed a peace treaty, but they're still fighting, yes. right? Yes. Our church, the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ, is the only church building that's still standing in that community. Yes. Every other building has been burnt down, Bang. except for our church. We, we have a guy that went out there, we, we had some stuff, and he went up to get some, some wire nuts and some things that, that the church had placed there, and he got shot. Yep. Got shot in the leg, right? Right, right. So, so he's up here getting stuff, and, and, and he's on, a te- on like a telephone pole, like shimmying up this thing, taking stuff off, and they shoot him because he's up there getting stuff that belongs to the church. Um, you know, but... We still have youth out there that, that have been tending to the church. They've been yes. keeping the grass nice. Um, but when when is enough enough is the question. You know, when, when a tribal fight to this degree, this, this is big, this isn't something small. Yes. When a tribal fight like this breaks out, how long is it before we say, okay, we, we really need to stop going into the church because it's not safe? When does that point come? When did it come for Gumans? Uh, maybe they make a conversation, like selling the pig money. Both of them is make a conversation. Yeah. And then like put in the media and the public place. That's where they will make a peace. But right now, I don't think that we'll go back to church because still they are kidnapping the people. Yeah. And they're still there fighting yet. Okay. So you just said they're kidnapping people. Yep. And they're still fighting. Yes. So um, it, it'll be a while. It, it'll be a while because you know there there's there's a lot to it. Pe- people don't understand how how serious the the tribal thing is here in Papua New Guinea. You know, you get two tribes mad at each other, brother, and it can get bad quick. Uh, we, we actually have Gumans Church is closed down right now. Bethany Church is closed down right now. Uh, we, we've got a couple of churches in Shimbu that are closed down right now, and this is all because of tribal fighting. Yes. I mean, this is all because, uh, you know, the, there's people that are just aren't getting along, and they're they're basically killing each other. You know. Yes. Be, because you and I both know. I mean, I, I'm I'm telling people that this is a safe country, and, and when God calls you somewhere, you there's a safety about it. You know, you feel peace. You know, I I don't feel in any type of danger being in Papua New Guinea. But on the other side of that token, I can also see where, uh, you know, when when these things happen, um, you know, we we have tribal fighting all the time. I was on my way to a church service in the in uh, at uh, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, thank you. At Nebula. And brother, we, we had to turn around because they was having trouble fighting in the middle of the road, throwing stones back and forth. We had to turn around. We, we ended up at Red Corner with you guys. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just crazy. So, you was playing music. You was doing these things. You, you've been faithful, right? You, yes. You've been, you've been very faithful. faithful. Um, you, you've been with Pastor Charlie, like you said, for years and years and years. Yes. So tell us a little bit about um, when, when you was at Moppy Church. Moppy Church all the way through Red Corner. Tell us, tell us about your walk. Uh, when I stay in the Moppy Church, like I was stay like a couple of years, like five years or something. Uh, this uh, fight in the Gumans. So uh, Pastor George, he caused some problem. So they 
they tell Pastor Joe to step down. So there is no pastor in the Guman Church. So our bishop rebonded. He tell Pastor Philip and he said, you can take your boys and just go and take care of the Guman Church. So seven months we tried to take care of the Guman Church. So after that, Bishop Bennett made a decision and he said, I'll send the Pastor Charlie to Guman Church. So there is no musician here. So uh, my pastor, Pastor Philip, told me and said, you can go and help Pastor Charlie to play music at the Guman Church. And he released me and I came to the Guman Church. And I had been the musician and Pastor Charlie, uh, maybe three or four years. Mm -hmm. And then we, there's a fight, so I make this step. So we came at the Tega, and now we go to Red Corner Church. Okay. Yeah. So at Red Corner Church, you know, you, you've, you've told us quite a bit about the other churches, but at Red Corner Church, I mean, we've really seen you grow. Uh, so you got, you got the Holy Ghost this year. Yes. Let's hear about that. Yeah, it's the, I came to the Red Corner Church, like 21, 2021. Uh, I feel with Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I thank God for Holy Ghost. Uh, amen, so, brother. And when I came to the Red Corner Church and I stayed with Pastor Tully and I feel with Holy Ghost. Yeah. And, and the, the cool thing is, you know, one of, the, one of the requirements to be on the platform at National Conference is that you have the Holy Ghost. Yes, yes. So, do you remember the talk we had at the beginning of the year and how yes. afraid you were yes. that God wasn't going to figure Tell us about that. Yes, thank you. T tell, uh, tell them about, about how, how we, you, we we was wanting you to play, but, you know. Yes, uh, yeah, there's the, we have a big conference here, our national conference. So, like, people strictly, they said, if you feel with the Holy Ghost, you'll play music and sing a song so it's a challenge for us so i was cry and i was pray and i asked god to fill me with the holy ghost so god filled me with the holy ghost i still remember it I, we, we was in the house and and paul usually overnights at the church but this time he came back the same night you, do you remember yes and i hear i go answer the door and, and here's paul with the biggest smile he's got a big he's smile done. anyway but he's got the biggest smile he said god fill me with the holy ghost tonight oh man you remember that yes man that's good stuff so since you've received the holy ghost what are some other areas that god's used you in yes uh when i feel with the holy ghost uh god used me like uh, it's my first preaching i never preach at the first preaching pastor told me to preach at the fellowship night yeah so i was preaching at the fellowship night that's my first preaching when i was in the ministry so long but i never preached so first time i preached like wednesday night i preached yeah i preached about the matthew 6 territory yeah that's my first sermon that i preached good good yeah. and that was just pretty recently huh yep about what because I, uh, I think God have a plan for me, so use me, uh, using me to preach. Yeah, I know He's got a plan for you, brother. Yes. We, we just got to let Him use you. Um, you know, it, it, it's great to see your growth and, and how far you've come over the over the past several years. Um, it, it, if you if you don't mind, uh, just just kind of share with our listeners, you know the. 
how how great it is here, you know, and 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 what we what we do is as, as you get to see a lot of the organizational stuff because you live here, you know. So so let's hear about some things that are going on currently, uh, and just just how great it is to to be here in Papua New Guinea. Uh, yes, Papua New Guinea is a good country. It's a good country and a peaceful country. Uh, the they're normally just a misunderstanding. They're fighting and it's kind of about normally they make a peace and then they like stay with like mega fees and say sorry to one another. And then Papua New Guinea is a really good country. Yeah. I'm 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 so glad that I'm a Papua New Guinea. <laughs> so yeah, I want to thank God for everything He done for Papua New Guinea. So we still need the word of God in the Papua New Guinea. So a lot of people they're lost. Yeah. So we need to preach the one God message in Papua New Guinea. Amen. Then people know that Jesus and save. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's right. What about as a as an organization, as the Assemblies of the Lord Jesus Christ? I know you're not on the national board or you're not, you know, anything like that, but but as far as growth goes, you know, we we've got some big stuff coming down the pike, right? We've got the new Bible college, we've got all the new outreaches and stuff. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what's going on from from your point of view. Uh, Papua New Guinea, uh, like Assembly of Jesus Christ, it was it's really good. I love Assembly of Jesus Christ. It's a good organization, and it's a growing organization. Yeah. So I'm happy to be in the Assembly of Jesus Christ. Uh, like we normally see people are baptizing and the church start to growing, and uh, Assembly of Jesus Christ is like the peaceful organization. Yeah. Like all the pastors unity and the missionary unity, all the musicians, Sunday school youths, ladies, we we have a one mind and a one one accord, you know. Yeah. So we like to carry this gospel and move it forward to Amen. make assemblies of Lord's Christmas grow in Papua New Guinea. Amen. Amen. So we uh you you wasn't able to go to Agusa with us, but you've been to some of the other conferences that that our listeners have got to hear about. Uh, we, we've seen some great things happen, you know, over the past couple of weeks, really. Uh, we we you was out at uh, the Koibuka conference for a few services. Uh, we had the Cal Mountain conference. That was a that was a big one. And we're baptizing people like crazy, man. Uh, people getting filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in that heavenly language you know it's it's great to, to be part of we appreciate all that you do um, for those of you that don't know Paul is actually also one of our uh, security guards here at the property and he he works through the day what are your hours uh, six morning close See, that's what I'm talking about, PNG time. 6.30 to 6.30, man. Oh, yeah, 6.30 to 6.30. <laughs> but uh, he, 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 you know, helps with the, with the property, make sure that we're safe through the day. If we need extra hand to go to town or go on a trip for security, Paul's always willing and ready to go. Uh, make sure that the power stays on while the kids are having their school. He, he, like I said earlier, he's faithful. You know, he's he's definitely committed and faithful and 
we're uh, we're excited to see what God's going to do for you in the future. Yes. So, no script, no bars, no nothing. Say say what you would like for the world to hear you say right now. Uh, there's a thing. Uh, first thing I want to thank God for giving me this time and this day that uh, I'm still alive because of God. Uh, secondly, I want to thank my bishop missionary Bonnet, my bishop, not my missionary, but my bishop. <laughs> it was like taking care of me for last some couple of years ago. And I want to thank my pastor, Pastor Charlie, and I want to thank Pastor Matthew and Pastor Philip Kaupar. And right now I want to thank my missionary, Ryan Marshall. I, I live with her. I mean, I live with him and uh, his wife, uh, Sister Marshall, and uh, his two kids, uh, Ezekiel and Adriana. I want to thank God that he sent a great family in my country. So it's now like my family. <laughs> I live with a uh, missionary family, Ryan Marshall family. I thank God that they give me house and everything. So I love that. Thank you. God will bless uh, miss, uh, missionary family. God wow. will bless you. He blesses us every day, brother. Amen. So, well, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to sit in here with me and, and talk a little bit. I just think it's good for our listeners to be able to hear, you know, not 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 all the good, not all the bad, not all the ugly, but a mixture of all of it. Yes. You know, um, God perfectly orchestrates things, and, and the amazing thing about it is, we we can look at our past, we we can look at scars and bruises and broken bones, and all of those things made us who we are. So it's easy for us to get discouraged. But in it, what we call it, you savvy retrospect. So when you look back and you see things from 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 where we are now, it puts everything in a whole new, whole new light. So would uh, I? I think it'd be pretty cool if you close this thing out in pigeon. So do legally tall pigeon. That's all. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uset you Adams la broadcast mitla making. Praise the Lord. Uh, without Jesus Christ, uh, you know, we're finding good life. But one Jesus, we're finding good life. You're finding good life, you come to Jesus. That Jesus will give good life you. Thank you, said you are in land. God bless you all. That's the one that bless you, Lord God. Thank you. Amen. Well, everybody, that was Paul David closing us out. And one thing that I, I really want to drive home that he said is, if you don't have God, you don't have a good life. Yes. So make sure that you get plenty Jesus and yep. make sure that you serve him with everything in you. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Coffee with a Missionary. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, follow us on social media, and go to anchor.com to find out how to support us monthly. God bless.